died last night. She so didn't, right? Emotional. Well, one of them's dead, but it's not her. <laughs> this can't be it. All right, no, we're just gonna go right into <laughs> okay. it. No chaff whatsoever. No, we'll think of something. Good evening, and welcome to Back to Reality, a reality TV time machine. I'm your host, Jordan Skinner, and I'm joined today by your other host. J- That's not your name. <laughs> That's my mom's name, and I have to beep that out now. Yes, so yes. I did it in editing just imagine <laughs> that i did it or don't imagine because you're listening to this and i did do it Great but i start. am joined today by alex aka alex Allwine. oh we're not doing that bit no. today <laughs> <laughs> that bit's done that bit's over we can't i've been thinking about this like as we're gonna as, be so famous dude they're gonna when, know who we are yeah i know like when <laughs> we get when we get it. big on this pot when this podcast like makes us really famous <laughs> what of our like like these first episodes what bits do you think are going to be the ones that people that really think sustain like wow, themselves that sustain in, themselves in the, like episode 200 we're still doing what bit I mean, none of them none of them they're all bad we just none gotta go them. back to the drawing board yeah this is yeah. getting our bad ideas out as soon That's as true. we can you know what i always find is if you're trying to um uh be funny you should just like talk about the jokes a lot. Is that who told you That's that? That's the essence of comedy. No, who who told you that? Analysis is the essence of wit. That's the old saying. Mm-mm. It's not? Where did oh, I hear that? Do you mean like dig deeper and then explain further? I mean uh, explain all your jokes before you tell them is, is right. how to That's be funny. Right. That's the setup, right? Yeah. But like in excruciating detail? In excruciating detail. You just, I've heard that. I don't know who told me that, but I feel like it's... I think a, that was... That's like a philosopher, though, isn't it? Or is it a comedian? I, Homer? Was that Homer? He was also a comedian. Yeah. He's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is good chuff. <laughs> he was funny. Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening at home, we just spent about 15 minutes trying to figure out how to start this podcast because we took two weeks off. Yeah. We don't even know each other anymore. We do. We're like, hi. Nice, firm handshake. It was, it was like a job interview. Yeah. Um. But we did it. We started it. Yeah. It's only, let's look at the time marker here. Oh, it's been 16 minutes. Yeah, you'll never hear what came before this. <laughs> you'll never hear it. Just rambling. Um, okay. So we did it. We watched some Survivor. And we it was did. a very important episode. What a great episode. It was... Um, we're get, I don't remember how many episodes are in the season total, but we're getting pretty it's like 13. far, so we have crested the halfway point. 13 or 14. We're either at or slightly <laughs> over the halfway yeah. point. Yeah. Season one, episode seven. The merger. <laughs> so uh starts out with Jeff mm-hmm. um, standing on rocks. A lot of rocks. Yeah. Explaining the merger. And uh, we're not going to do that because y'all know what that is. <laughs> Wait, no, we don't know that everyone knows what that is. Why would someone that had never seen Survivor Survivor before watch this podcast? Because they're my my mom or my dad. They've never watched Survivor. No. Are you are you fucking kidding I'm not, me? This the reason I like am into reality TV now is because I never watched it when I was a kid. I mean, me neither. But like, my mother knows what you know. What actually, I don't think yeah, she does. No. no, see what I mean? Wow. People might not know. Um, so let's explain it to uh, all the stupid idiots that listen to so this. So if you're very, very late pod. to the game, yeah. um, the merger is exactly what it sounds like. Both tribes come together and merge. So they're going to be cohabitating in one location mm-hmm. together. Um, and now alliances may shift. Politics are a bit different and they're no longer looking for looking to earn um, tribe immunity. Mm-hmm. It's now individual. And that's the long and short of it. That was a very concise description. Thank very you. Very good. I already got bored. Yeah. I was going to stop talking in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm done talking Look about it. Look it up. So there's a lot of interviews with people kind of like, you know, checking in. Hey, what do you think? How are mm-hmm. you feeling about the merger? Merger coming up? What do you think? What do you feel? And um, I don't know... 
a lot of people were just like saying weird, stupid platitudes like, oh, I think it's going to be good to, you know, meet some new people and change things up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and Richard's like, because part of the process of merging is you have this like ambassador meeting. Right. Between one member of each of the tribes and they do some negotiations. Um, Sean and Jenna. It's in this Sean case. and Jenna in this case. And they have to decide... Uh, what are the three things? Which which of the two tribal camps they're living on? Um, yes. So they're deciding which camp they're living in, uh, what the name of the tribe is going to be, and then three items from each resp- uh, respective camp uh, that they will take with them. Or, you know, the one that's moving into the yeah, next camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what they are deciding. Um, Sean is going to Pagong? To, um, yeah, Pagong. Yeah, Pagong. And Jenna's going to Tagi. Yeah, Sean, that's right. as they're walking over on the beach, talking about, oh, there's this gay guy. He's <laughs> compassionate. Gay guy. This really compassionate. I just it's have really fuck compass- you, Sean, in my notebook. I'm like, it's, it's so basically Sean. like, so I, I mean, to like backtrack a little bit, yeah. they, before they like go off onto the like summit where they negotiate, yeah, it's like a sand each ambassador somewhere. gets like, a two a one day or like an afternoon tour mm-hmm. of the other teams or the other tribes camp and so richard's like super confident he's like yeah our camp's way fucking better of course they're gonna pick us right. um which yeah which it is like so there's a like- lot of really funny like uh intercuts between yeah, how much better toggy is than pagong like like they're eating lobster and cuttlefish and like skate and then they cut over to pagong and they're eating basically bark yeah and, and rotten coconuts and sean is like throwing shade everywhere he's like oh yeah we have sorry i gotta do the um oh yeah yeah we have these oh yeah we don't use we don't eat them though why would you eat this? It's just bark. We don't need to eat them though. So. We have fish. Why would you eat bark when you have fish? That bit is... And yet Jervis and Greg are like, Sean's so great. He just seems like a really cool guy. Why he's do very they love honest. him so much? Because he's innocuous. You're right. That's basically it. Like They're like, oh, he seems like a solid guy. Because what does he have to do to prove himself? Nothing. Because he just walks on with his fucking nipple pierced and be like, hi guys. I am a there's something a about happy Sean. victim of circumstance. <laughs> yeah, like fuck he him. really is. He just you just look at him and like you know he's got a nipple ring even if you haven't seen him. Well, I was actually looking at his pectoral muscles mm. and the way in which his nipples are sort of like down facing and sort of even he's though a they're bit very down and out. Kind of like he's even though he's very muscular. I won't mm-hmm. take that away from him. Not at all. Um, his nipples are very low and mm-hmm. pointing out to the right and left and they're kind of prime nipples for any type of a hoop. dangle yeah a good i really dangle. think so i think i like that a lot better than if it was like a nipple if you had like smack really dab and, yeah really that would oh, look awkward so right good talk good talk about, about the nipples, nipples. yeah um <laughs> <laughs> we find out a couple fun things about how bad pagong's campsite is the main one is that they have never moved their outhouse Oh, How yeah. long have they been there? It's seven episodes. It's like so 19 it's... days now. Yeah, so yeah. fuck. That's a lot of. Yeah, a lot of I forget who it is. I think it's Sean that's like, hey, when do you move? It's like, uh, never. And it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Um, Richard says there's a whole different set of new personalities that mm-hmm. will be fun for me to watch. The puppet master. I love at him work. so much. You know what I it's noticed this episode? Baby yeah, I was going to say, this episode really attractive. was showcasing his baby blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like, because he had they, and he and Jervis are like kind of flirting over it later on that he's like lost a bunch of weight now. Maybe. He's a very attractive man. He's I also think like he's always He's been. actually a, a, a really good looking dude. I thought I didn't notice that before because he's so like the puppet master. But I also think that adds to his like attractive mystique. The fact that he's in control and he's, he's like got, he's also got like a very like open like inviting face. Like he just right. seems like he he has like these big blue eyes and like a big uh like happy smile. And like a very tall stature yeah. that sort of like takes cares. Like take I'll take care of everything for yeah. you. Don't worry about it. He's like a super trustworthy guy. Yeah. And deep down, he's the puppet master. I love it. It's so good. I think it's I don't and I don't even think that it's a a, a matter of like 
this is how this is how he appears versus this is i think people create like when they're all walking through camp so as much as sean says oh yeah this gay guy be super compassionate yeah weird because that's sean but then jenna also (laughs) will say something like oh we love rich he's so like what did she what the fuck did she say but she was being very um gracious and complimentary of him being like he's so open he's so nice whatever it was and i just think that he leaves room for anybody to make their own decisions about like their perspective of him. That's so true. So I don't think it's necessarily a veneer that he's putting up about himself and and to be sneaky on the other side of it. Cause even later on, Greg says like, he thinks he's very intelligent or like sneaky and whatnot. Greg's got him pegged. He's got his number. Yeah. I think other people are just not concerned with caring about it as long as he's in their corner. Yeah. In a sense. Um, I guess we've talked about pretty much everyone. Well, not the, so we, uh, haven't talked about the two sort of uh, elders of the group, Gretchen and Rudy. Gretchen right. is seems kind of like weirdly melancholy about. I the don't merge. know what's going on she with her. Keeps saying like, "Oh, I think it's going to be good." Like, I think it was good that uh, I was on this tribe, but I'm really excited to go to a new one. I think she's like just felt really out of place. And I'm excited to meet new people and. Even if it's some good, some bad, or whatever, at least it's something. It's a mix, and so it'll be more interesting than it is right now. She thought that, in in the beginning, she thought that she wouldn't do well in Pagong because they are not very proactive. Yeah. And she's used to just working and getting things done, but there, like, they'll leave their things on the ground, which <laughs> she has a problem with, and, like, nobody works necessarily all the time. She's like, I'm mad that everything we own is always covered in sand, <laughs> and no one else seems to no care. No one gives a shit. Um, <laughs> so she felt out of place. But then at the end, she was sort of saying um, at the end of her confessional, she said, but I think it's a good to paraphrase and to also like read into it. Um, I think it's a good lesson that I don't have to be working all the time mm-hmm. and that I can actually just hang out with people and be. Um, but at the same time, that confessional, the way that she, her face was. <laughs> I thought I was like, so like, are you having an existential crisis out there in the fucking bush? Like it, it see, there was some severe things happening. Like she just seemed exhausted and starved. She sounded like she was like, I've just been so bored. Yeah. With these people, like maybe this will help. It seemed, she just seemed, she had a lot of ennui. Yes, that She's is the actual. She's a lot of ennui She's going on. She's very much interested in just anything happening at this yeah. point. Like, <laughs> please, and I don't even give a shit. Yes, I'll say this about this and this about this, but I really don't care at the core of my being about any of this. And then that's juxtaposed with uh, Rudy, who right. just keeps saying in, I think, 17 or 18 different ways that this is just a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's such like a, the way that other people describe him is in like a trivializing sense. Like he's a scared puppy. He's like, oh, there's just a lot of people. He doesn't do well around a lot of people. He gets a little scared, gets a little <laughs> into himself. So we just sort of let him go off. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then meanwhile, he's just like, yeah, I don't like when everyone's around here. I just, <laughs> I, you know, when you got this many people, it's like, now oh, the tent got smaller. Right. Oh. The bench got smaller. Uh, it's just a pain in the ass. <laughs> just And then Jenna comes as the ambassador and he's like, she wouldn't shut up the oh, whole yeah. time she's here. I was like, did you expect her to be silent? I don't understand. This is the quote. This is, he goes, <laughs> Jenna and Sean are going to have a great time talking. I don't know which of them likes talking more. <laughs> it's so and then true. it was literally Jenna didn't shut up the entire time yeah. she's here. Um, so that brings us to Sean and Jenna going to the sand spit a few miles off the coast of where the camps are. Oh, you mean, uh, oh, you mean Ambassador Island? Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Ambassador Island. Which is um, the official name. Look at <laughs> a map. And it's very romantic and it's very bougie <laughs> and they have like beds yeah, and stumps. And- is like... Welcome to Ambassador <laughs> Island. We've got a four-course lobster dinner with Ooh. potatoes, croissants, Ooh. as Sean will never let us forget, four bottles of wine. Uh, and then Four bottles have, of wine is all it took for Jenna to be able to stand Sean for one night. Um, <laughs> right. And they both kind of talk about how like, no there's one's no chemistry, but it's very obvious that Sean's talking at, at, a, at it from a perspective of like, yeah, just uh, couldn't get it to work. Yeah, sometimes I make a first bad impression. Yeah. And I was like, ah. He also uh, spends like a really long time 
And of course, it might just be the editing. It's probably the editing. But the fact that they have more than one instance of him talking about this. The base system. He yeah. uh, keeps explaining <laughs> the base system as a uh, double entendre. Making out, I think, first base, second base up to shirt, second, third base. Okay, up. okay. But I often give a bad first impression sometimes. God, stop. Shut the fuck up, Shut Sean. Up, Sean. Like, All right. What? I just, I didn't know. But I didn't then, know of course, she slips in like about. a, I only cared about home base type thing. He's like, yeah, you're always sliding in the finish. And she's like, just stop, Sean. God fucking damn it. Are God. there machetes on this romantic <laughs> island? <laughs> and of course, it does rain on their wedding day. It's like rain. Oh, yeah. Um, they have to put the, the single beds that they have, two of those, into a tent. And I'm like, why didn't you just put them in a tent in the beginning? Like, I don't. I don't, no one likes sleeping in like the open oh, air. Oh, I disagree. I oh. disagree hard. Maybe it's because I've never done it. I just, the <laughs> air is so. Yes, it's because you've never it's done so, it. <laughs> it's so open and unprotected. What about the bugs? Ugh. I guess they're like in the middle of the ocean on that island, so it probably doesn't matter. But anyway, they're pretty hammered. They've eaten <laughs> a lot of potatoes. Sean has eaten the... most of them in slow motion. Oh, God, yeah. But the <laughs> point of them being there. Is to decide, as we said before, I think, which camp they're going to be moving to, what the new name of the tribe is, mm-hmm. um, and then the three items from the, whatever the fuck they're called. The, the leaving tribe, tribe. Yeah, the leaving tribe is going to take with them. They also get some sort of arts and crafts to paint oh, new yeah, flags. Yeah. Um, it's the color green <laughs> for them. That's mm-hmm. that's what the new tribe is going to have as their color. Get those new buffs. Mm-hmm. So basically what they uh, decide Mm -hmm. is that they're going to move Pagong to Tagi. And so they roll up on their uh, outrigger canoe. Yeah, it's a very (laughs) triumphant um, and... There's so much shitty synth music in this episode. it's so good. But it's Sean and Jenna coming back on a raft, in essence. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting, or maybe not even interesting, maybe it's interesting because they gave so much time to it, is how nervous Pagong was that Jenna was gone for 24 oh, hours. Yeah. So like, I don't That's know if right. she's eaten. I don't know if she's done this. It was really kind of sweet. And, and they then did also, like the weird signal fire thing. Like yeah. they had a bunch of tiki torches full of kerosene and they mm. dumped one of them onto the fire to like flare it up so that... They knew that they were okay. Pagong could see the fire and be like, oh, good. Jenna's cool. And that's exactly what happened, too. They're like, oh, wow, look at the fire. Jenna must still be over there. All right, cool. She's fine. She's probably eating. Don't have to worry about her. They would not. And then Gretchen's like, well, we should maybe save her a bowl of rice just in case. See, that's so cute. So good. Um, But then they they roll up or paddle up, as you say, Mm -hmm. uh, to the Pagong Beach. um, And then they announce as they get there that that everybody has five minutes to grab their items, their luxury item that they brought with them the first time Mm -hmm. that they were on this beach, their backpacks, and then three camp items, um, which ended up being a wool blanket, their mosquito net, and a cooking pot. Very important items, indeed. Yes. Um, they decided on a name. Yeah. New name, new tribe, one tribe, one new love. New year, new me. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Oh, God. The name of the tribe is Ratana. And, I mean, do you want to explain how they came up with that name, Alex? So, <laughs> so Jenna, um, they're... <laughs> prerequisites were make it something about the island or the indigenous people like it has to have some tie to where we actually are and jenna said okay we'll do rattan because there are those trees on the island and then sean was like let's put an a on it for exoticism's sake and then that's all he fucking talks about can you just like just do an impression of what sean was how like imagine you're sean (laughs) I want to hear. I want to hear this impression so bad. Yeah, no. Imagine, just imagine the Seinfeld theme song playing under you talking. You're about the it. one that does the Sean impression. No, though. you gotta do no, it. No, I didn't. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go fix myself another drink, and then Jordan's gonna do. And um, we just added an A to make it sound a little more exotic. That was my idea. You know, give it a little flair, a little pizzazz. Um, one thing that I will say is how, actually. So I don't know if ironic is the correct word. I think it is. How ironic it is that you have this sort of 
triumphant pilgrimage <laughs> of Pagong heading to their new home, and they're all like, I'm More so happy really good that synth I, music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really like such such optimism going forward. We're gonna have a new home, we're gonna new beginnings, like all the bad juju that we had over in Pagong is gonna be in a memory, just a memory. And then um, the baggage left behind, even in just this episode, <laughs> how ironic that is, but also throughout the entire series, they're just walking into uh... like the way that that was set up and like the sunsets and like the dramatic rowing. I was it's like, like, they're walking into a trap. Yes, it was a massacre. I was like, yeah. God damn it. Um, but yeah, so they get to Toggy Beach. Rich uh, swims out to welcome them. Everybody's really welcoming. To assert his dominance, Richard establishes from the get-go that he is a strong swimmer and a strong competitor. Mm, the little thing. <laughs> so uh, I was very excited for the meeting of the, the two titans of this game, mm-hmm. Richard and Greg. And already Greg has Richard's number. Well, every like, both Greg and Richard, they they're sizing each, each other up. Yeah. And I like because both of them take the same sort of perspective that to have somebody that is of the same intelligence level or like is playing the game on it's the same frequency is yeah. a lot of fun or like they're yeah. excited about it. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah <laughs> there's such, there's such fun to watch together. It's funny because I think you'd assume this game would be dominated by like the uh, quote unquote, like alpha male archetype and the two kind of strongest players are this like, weedy intelligent uh really goofy ass dude and a fat gay man i think that it is i think the dichotomy or the two different um ways two different ontologies of getting through this game are agentic and communal Mm -hmm. and those are the ones that i've seen throughout the entirety of this in the series It's either you are strategic from the very beginning and that is how you gain sycophants or that's how you gain power or whatever it is, or you're building on relationships and it's a barter system almost of like what I can do for you, you can do for me and like how useful I am. I mean, that's what I've seen. I don't think that's kind of the two guys we're talking about also because Richard's coming from the sycophants, get Mm -hmm. get my followers Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, use them until I can't anymore. Yeah. And Greg is coming from the uh, sort of... More subversive, like, I'm going to, just by my mere presence, impose upon you guys an idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that... That's a very good point. More so than the the brawny versus the the brainy, I don't know, whatever whatever else. Um, Because as (laughs) demonstrated via um sean and dirk and everybody else really um it doesn't fucking matter doesn't fucking matter um so the ladies are beefing up the structure now um Mm -hmm. and the men are lying around and there's like a card playing allegory that begins to take place for a very short (laughs) amount of time and then dissipates into nothing where jervis and rich are playing a game of cards i think i'm familiar with this game i'm not entirely sure well it's funny because jervis is like teaching richard how to play the game and then richard surpasses him immediately starts just like dominating at it and And very good rich (laughs) yeah all the while uh All of the women are like expanding, making repairs on the roof and like expanding Mm -hmm. the shelter. Um, And Colleen has like a really insightful, uh, Uh, what would you call it? Musing? I don't mm. know what you'd call it. It's amusing. It is. It is amusing. Hey. (sighs) Etymology. Uh. She says that the way that women connect is through like a lens of competition and by working together. Or yeah, being active is sort of sussing out how valuable one is to the other and how much their Mm -hmm. capabilities are because they're actively showing one another and one-upping and trying Mm -hmm. to um, figure out worth via that. Whereas men can just sit around and talk and then be friends afterwards or not. Yeah. Which is basically... I don't know if that's true. I mean, that's just what happened. It's what happened there, for sure. It's what happened on the Rattan tribe. One thing I wrote down was that Greg is the young Richard, and that is why they're so, like, butting heads. It's because Richard yeah. sees something in Greg that's somewhat they, akin to him. Like, they totally have that, like, uh, like their mindfulness dislike is because sort of, of their similarities. Yeah. Uh, fun point. 
in the episode two is mm-hmm. when they're all playing cards and they hear the roof of their shelter just cave in yes and you realize like someone missed <laughs> missed tied a knot or something and the whole well roof also of the- they the one thought that i had too <coughs> was that they said that it needed repairs oh so okay. that's why yeah. they were doing that sort of uh shingling reshingling whatever yeah. it was so maybe it wasn't necessarily the fault of people like putting up supports so much as it was gonna it fall just, eventually just they're working on it made it fall yeah um so that is important later on because then there's a rainstorm and they get rained and on and it's not great it's like rain. but the night uh that they've merged and everybody's getting to know each other they're like around the campfire campfire time yeah, everything man. that happens in camp happens right now where everybody tells really salacious stories about their their um younger years uh, Jenna talks about how she had a, I, I'm assuming, an, a lesbian encounter in the back of a Suzuki sidekick. Yeah, she's like, and I just had this girl like I just laid, her, laid down. her down and it was great. And I'm like, they cut out so much of this mm-hmm. story that I want to hear. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You can just see from the guy's faces. <laughs> yeah, the guys are like, like yeah, well, who can follow that? Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, uh, right. Apparently, uh, we find out Gretchen, when she was like very young, drank a fifth of whiskey in two minutes. Right. And then someone, I think it was Colleen or Jenna, was like, maybe we have, no, it was Kelly. It was Kelly. She was like, maybe we have more in common than I thought. Yeah. And I was like, how's your home life, girls? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's exactly what's what I thought. going on at 15? You're drinking that much. Like, I got you, but. Mm-hmm. I know, um, like, you guys should have a little heart to heart later. Yeah, maybe. why don't you guys talk about this? So. And we find out also, Sean uh, left a sort of a two on one experience. Which I really, in my heart <laughs> of hearts, believed he was asked to leave. Yeah, I know. Like, it was a threesome that could have happened, but and then they his were girlfriend like, dumped him for the girl that they, they were, were like, why'd you leave, Sean? He's like, because I was scared. Well, I mean, that's actually a part that I was like, oh, okay. That's fine. That's but he valid, was like, I was scared but... out of my mind. I didn't know what to do. And I was like, no, you didn't. Of course <laughs> you wouldn't. I have nothing against Sean. I don't know him. I do. But I hate him. <laughs> but I hate him. <laughs> and now we're at individual immunity. It's time. Yes. Um, this is an immunity challenge where you have to hold your breath. So the first round, everybody is submerging themselves in water and uh, and holding on to some sort of makeshift get like a little pole bamboo hold on to. whatever and then the last three that remain move on to round two the final round uh to win individual immunity so mm-hmm. a first thing to remember again the music is whack it's like the background music when you haven't selected a karaoke song at like a karaoke house and they oh, have like wow. people in fields of sunflower and it's it's also they kept changing the song like they, I feel like they changed the song into like a completely different type of music yeah when they the first got in the times. water it was all very like we're having such a good time like and then it turns into like this weird like rock theme like holding all yeah because they're, yeah, they're getting serious now and then they come up and it's like really took us on a fucking roller coaster guys the music was whack wow okay okay you say whack I say great I say yeah this is the order that people Oh, you did surface. all of them? I have it. Oh so first is Kelly, then Jenna. Kelly at 31 seconds. Yeah, Kelly didn't make it very far. No. Then Jenna, then Colleen, then Sue. As a river guide? Mm. Listen, you don't spend a lot of time underwater as a river guide. Okay. Uh, then we hit the one minute point. Mm-hmm. And then Gretchen comes up, and then Rudy comes up. And then we hit the minute 30, and we're down to the final four. So first one to come up does not make it into the second round. And first person to come up is who? Sean. No, it's it's Richard. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Next, though, is Sean. And Sean does, like, puts on a big show to Greg, who's next like, to him on the thing. He's like, and is like, huh. He, like, reaches his hand out and shakes his hand, and he points himself, and then he points to the surface, like, yo, I think that's me. Like, I think I'm going to go up to the top now since I know I'm in the final <laughs> round. And Greg is like, and Greg's shut like, the fuck I up. I don't care. I'm underwater, like, tr- very hard concentration trying to hold my breath. Yeah. So it's down to Greg and Jervis. Greg 
surfaces and Jervis stays under. The man who cannot swim. Right. He holds his breath for two minutes and nine seconds. Which is, I wish that they just fucking ended the challenge there because that is so impressive. Yeah. And he should have just won. Part of me thinks like the reason that what happens next happens is, is because, because he exhausted himself. Yeah. In a sense. So it's um, the second round. There are ladders on the ocean floor and there are buoys all along these tracks that these three guys have to go swim. Yeah. They're swimming towards a final buoy and they have to release uh, release buoys on their way uh, using the ladder to propel them forward and swimming. Obviously, yeah, it's just like a breath holding challenge, but they're like pulling themselves along the ocean ocean floor yes. while they're doing it obviously jervis i mean another swimming challenge this is open water there's really uh-huh. not like even in the beginning where they're at the starter buoy he's holding on to whatever flotation device is above the water at this I point think what happened is he just exhausted himself yeah. like w- waiting for the challenge to start and then he just couldn't do it because it, uh, swimming is like very... and maybe they had to swim out to the buoys yeah. the first starting buoys anyways yeah. like that that was anyway yeah. he, he's like out of the running for the second round immediately yeah because he's, he just can't he just has to come up and right that's it and, and so it comes down to Sean and Greg, and for the most part, they are neck and neck mm-hmm. for the majority, but I think Greg has more momentum. He keeps on, like, he has almost like a pattern in which he'll switch his arms and pulling mm-hmm. himself forward. I was worried for a second because I think that Sean does have more upper body strength than Greg, Yeah. but at the end of the day, Greg was just a lot faster. It was and neck wins. and neck, though. He came yeah. up maybe a couple seconds before yeah, Sean did. Truly. So Greg wins the first ever individual immunity, immunity which is the we get to see it. We get to see it first on Jeff Probst. It looks really good. It's an immunity talisman. Oh we didn't talk about this because they're, when they're sitting on the sort of like the dock horseshoe mm-hmm. thing for the first round, mm-hmm. they're all just got their feet in the water. He's like, hey, guys, how you doing? How's the merge going? I'm just sitting here. Uh, it's like the Mr. Rogers of every reality <laughs> TV show. He's like, like if there. Mr. Rogers was so sexy. was really hot. Well, okay. Every, <laughs> everyone, just go back and check the tapes. <laughs> a man can wear a sweater. <laughs> it's fine. He can. He can pull off a sweater. Mm. Those house shoes too. I've never seen them anyway. I'm not gonna start. <laughs> no, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. So when Jeff Probst, no, no I don't want to talk about how sexy totally Mr. Funny. Rogers is. I'm Sorry, I'm not Alex. saying he's sexy. I'm just saying he has a sort of like quiet confidence about him when he takes care of the no, things. No, like- <laughs> don't talk about him like that. Don't do it. Just saying. <laughs> like, I understand why he's married. I don't know. Like, <laughs> we just. Oh no! I don't know why you're so uncomfortable with this. He's I'm a, like, a I, fine man. I'm beat red probably right now. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, what I was gonna say before so rudely uh, interrupted mm-hmm. about the sexuality of Mr. Rogers, which is up for question which too, is, hey. but doesn't isn't it? It's up for a question for anybody. Oh, you're not talking about like a pedophile thing. Mm-hmm. I no, was about to Jordan. Make... I am not. <laughs> okay, good. You did that. <laughs> I just uh, sorry. I just love the man. Wow. At Jordan Skinner. No, I find was him. coming to his defense. I just I'm so used to having to be on this side of the of the, the pedophile? Pic, of the picket line. Oh. You know? Right. We've really gone off the rails <laughs> here. Um Greg wins. <laughs> Jeff Probst puts the uh immunity talisman, which is a really fun piece of bling, really fun necklace, like something you'd find at a Claire's. Like anthropology, really. Not even Claire's. More anthropology than More Claire's, anthropology, yeah. I think, because they like to appropriate like really a lot of tribal uh, trends. Yeah. When he, <laughs> did you notice this? When he puts it on Greg, he kind of, as a throwaway, he just goes, do you feel like Miss America? And then Greg did. <laughs> and Greg's like, yeah. <laughs> I honestly do. And it was slow motion him sort of like vamping for the camera. It was great. Oh, man. <sighs> More but Jeff Probst. Please and thank you. And Mr. Rogers. Anyway. You want to bring that back up? You want to talk about it? Stop it. Okay. So it's tribal council now. And we have voiceovers as they trek through the woods in some grainy, like blurry mm-hmm. footage. Um, the ISO is cranked up all the way to oh, 240. Yes, yes. yes. 2400. I don't actually know ISO numbers. They're getting but. very artsy is what we mean to say. And one of the main things that they're discussing is how really this tribal council will be a test for the alliance. 
yeah to see whether it's effective to well, see whether or not people are like voting Toddy's the correct way talking about that pagong on the other hand pagong is, is a fucking mess they're so naive they're just like yeah i don't really like the ideas of alliances because i don't think anyone's going to be well, playing that's the that thing. way people have differing views about how you actually get to the resulted yeah like point of this game is to win yeah they're like oh it should be based on individual merit i'm like what do you think this game is you're gonna stay here and then whoever doesn't perform in the immunity challenges as well they're the obvious choice to be voted off like do you not have any conception of like a social world that you live in it seems really crazy to me that people are thinking so linearly about this game like that makes even even okay maybe they just haven't they just haven't like cohered at all like pagong never like I mean, well, they did in, well, they said they did in a very family unit type of way. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the talk is more about like the ethical and moral Mm -hmm. ramifications of having an alliance. But I think even if I didn't see the show, even if I didn't know that the alliances are the things that fucking make the show, I would still have thought about that as one of the first ways to extend my life and my time. I mean, they're confusing like ethics with game theory. Right. Because Richard's thinking completely in game theory, which is like, how do I win the game? Right. Like that's the point. And they're thinking about how do I interact with people in an environment? And well, they're also thinking that the way that they will win the game is by being altruistic to a set, uh, like a set, like that's going to be the thing. Well, yeah, that they, that they, Somehow, I think they're projecting ideas about integrity and being mm-hmm. honorable, and that's the way that this game is supposed to play. But it's called Survivor. It's not called like the most heroic person that perhaps survives. Wait, I thought it was called the Friendship Game. Oh, you're right. You're right. Not anyway. Anyways, Tribal wins. Council. Everyone wins. They're all friends. <laughs> it's it's crazy. This is the last episode, and everyone won. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is it. Okay. Bye. Um. But Sean's game. Is all about who he likes, which I think he is the epitome and he is, is he is the example of the stupidest game that there is. Um, in any case, I mean, Jeff Probst, we sit down with everybody so, yeah, and he asks the a check-in. few questions. Yeah. Um, first question is to Richard. He says, how is the... Uh, the merge changed the dynamic and of course Richard's like um you know I really haven't noticed much of a change in the dynamic at all well that there wasn't enough time for a conflict oh, to that's develop. Right. that like, was nope. the main thing yeah, right and I mean to a sense I know that he's being um it's like sort a, of explicitly vague yeah but it's not untrue it's a half truth right yeah, yeah really like I I think uh, obviously he's not gonna say what he needs to say like to, he's not gonna expose anything about himself but that's true as well and more than half of the tribe now, the conglomerate that is the tribe, is not even thinking strategically. So mm-hmm. why in the world would there be any conflict? Next up, he asks Gretchen, do you think it's been too soon for strategies to start to shift? And she says that it has shifted now that it's up for individual immunity. You've changed from a strategy of keeping the people who are strong. Mm-hmm. To trying to eliminate the people who are strong. The, well, not even strong as in like the physical or strength, but the ones that will be a threat to you in the, the game. The, the, the most, uh, the best players. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if I agree or disagree with that statement. I feel like especially with Tagi, because they're coming in with an alliance, nothing has changed really. But in like more in like the secondary or tertiary sort of level yeah. of their thinking, maybe they are after we get rid of all these people because we're in an alliance, then what am I going to do? Maybe they're thinking more about that, but it hasn't shown itself to well, be that way. Yeah. I think it changed how the alliance voted because, uh, all of a sudden, if you're like four strong in a group of whatever, 11, 10, 10, I mean, well, they did bring that up. They're like, they the alliance is strong, get, but it's not like, they foolproof. do need to knock out some key players. So maybe she's right. And then he asks Sean, <laughs> Who do you like and how does it affect you? Is that and, what he asked? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what he... <laughs> it is and it's not how he answered. He just like, uh, I don't think there's any alliances. <laughs> no, I thought that what he asked him was something about how he played the game. If it was whether he was here to have like a good time and he wanted to keep around the people that were here to 
have a good time looking at my notes now that's also <laughs> i think a valid uh interpretation of what i wrote right great, great. <laughs> i right, think actually back. okay so we cool. asked something it was a leading question to sean which is apropos about um how he's, is very <laughs> very potpourri about um the way in which he is moving through this game which is pretty much based upon um how much he likes a person at a given time mm-hmm and then Sean responded in a way that I didn't write down because I didn't think it was necessary. He said, I don't think there's any alliances and I don't think there's I don't think a bloodbath will occur. And then when he said bloodbath, like someone smiling goes, I don't think there's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, it is a good word, isn't it? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think <laughs> Kelly was like, what the fuck? Bloodbath? <laughs> yeah, it is a good word, isn't it? But I, had, I did have a question, though, for you. <laughs> Who the fuck are you going to vote for? I'm going to vote for Sean. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, cool. You? Yeah, also Sean. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote, I was between two because I was thinking about like the strategy, but Ow. I didn't want to be too meta. No, because we also, or I pointed out to you, or I was like, at this point, we've been asking each other who we're going to vote for, but without the context of, are you in which tribe? Like, Where are you or am coming I from in, Pagong yeah, or Yeah, if I was right? in Pagong or Tagi or vice versa or whatever it was, um, and I I'm sure that if I had to place myself in their shoes, I would be in a different mindset because Pagong is so disoriented by uh-huh. everything and Tagi is so tight and strategic at any given point in time. Um, but as an outsider, I probably would vote for Sean just because he performed well in the immunity challenge. He's also, dumb as a fucking rock. <laughs> yeah. And he also thinks it's unethical to be in an alliance. And I think that if I were in Toggy specifically, yeah. I'd be like, well, this isn't, I don't want to keep a person around that I can't turn later to mm-hmm. give us a greater advantage. Yeah. So I want to get rid of somebody that's physically fit and is imposing and is uh, a threat in immunity challenges. And I want to keep people that I know that I can manipulate. I also, all those things you said, I agree with. Great. I'm so happy. The end. Yep. But I, I was Thank also thinking in, oh, a, yeah. <laughs> in like a more meta sense, like seeing what we see. The biggest threat is obviously Richard, I think. Mm-hmm. So what I, well, I don't know if I would have voted for him just because of that. But the person I, the person I would be like actively trying to oust would be him. I don't know if this, I don't know if this vote out would be the time to do it. It would probably that's kind of what I was tossed up between is like, yeah, I, this time hope for Sean because he like he performed pretty well and he's also like infuriating. Yeah, and, at this juncture with the merger, it yeah. would make more sense to go for the overt choice, which is someone that's physically fit mm-hmm. and imposing to a certain extent and someone that had taken the initiative like he was the ambassador. And he, in other circumstances, I believe I can't think of them, but he stepped out to be like, oh, I'll go do it. And I would say he's pretty much... Um, an easier target at this point as well. Mm-hmm. So he's a very easy target. No, yeah. one, he's not on any team. These well, are the these are the votes. This is how it shook out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich, this is what we saw. Rich voted for Jenna. Greg voted for Jenna. I don't think we see that till the end, though. Do we? No. Greg. Greg it was Greg, Greg voted. voted for Jenna. Gretch oh, voted Jesus for Rudy. Christ. My bad. Colleen voted for Rich because she found him overconfident. <laughs> Jenna voted for Jervis. And then she <laughs> said Moo. Classic. Because uh, she can't let it go. And Sean voted for Colleen because she was nice to look at, but Ugh. he's voting in alphabetical order. And unless she pisses him off, she won't be voted for again. I hate this strategy so much. He's it's just not a strategy. He's names. a fucking idiot. He just He's like so incapable of making a decision that might upset someone because he's so obsessed with being like liked he just needs so badly to be maybe liked but also like he can't make a di- like he can't make a discerning and sagacious decision so yeah. he's gonna do something that is remedial and in really preschool at the end of the day yeah. so he'll be like i'm just gonna vote alphabetically because somehow this will maintain my integrity that 
has no foundation whatsoever, no grounding whatsoever. Like, there's no fucking point to it. What do you owe these people? But he doesn't know what to do. So he's like, I'm just going to alphabetical order. And Colleen is first because of a C. And she's also, it makes me so sad because she's so cute and she's so blah, 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 blah. He manages to do that strategy that's supposed to make him look like the nice guy and still prove that he's a fucking asshole. Right, right, <laughs> in a, right. In a way that only Sean can. Right, in a, in a self-serving way that probably isn't going to be self-serving at the end of the day anyways. Yeah. He has to fucking shoot himself in the foot and not even realize that it happened. So moral of the story, we really love Sean. <sighs> yeah, we love him. Okay, so um, <laughs> Jeff Probst comes out and he's like, tallied the votes, votes etc. Votes are all over the place. Um, oh my God. Okay, so the votes go... As such, we have Jenna, Richard, Gretch, Rudy, Sue, Colleen, and Jervis. So like, there's so many people that have been voted for at least once. It's like a spray and pray kind yeah. of method at this point. Obviously, all the people that they had shown in the actual voting booth uh, prior to Jeff coming out with the canister of votes, yeah. uh, they come out first. So you have <laughs> seven people. <laughs> With one vote. <laughs> In the running, with one vote. And then um, at the end, you get three more votes for Gretchen. The alliance yeah, is revealed. Yeah, because the alliance is strong and the alliance is there. And you realize, oh, every other single, the majority vote of five fucking people. Four. Mm, right? We have one for Jenna, one for Rich, one for Rudy, one for Sue, uh, one uh, for uh, Colleen uh, and uh, Jervis. So that's you. five. They all didn't talk to anyone. And they disperse their votes to one per person, which Idiots. is ridiculous. And um, even if you discount Sean's vote entirely, yeah, you could have pegged someone. The the other you could have at least people, had a tiebreaker. Uh, you could have so at least annoying. had a tiebreaker. But there's this this prevailing idea of like it's unethical or unethical, unethical. Yes. I did. I don't know. Unethical. Hey, write us. Like amoral (laughs) to have an alliance at this point because nobody knows the game and they're not willing to look bad on TV. But so, I mean, this really just made Pagong look like utter bullshit. So tell me, because so Gretchen gets voted out and I looked to you and I said, why, why Gretchen? Gretchen was one of the names when we had Richard and the rest of his alliance talking. They said, who are the people or they they explained that the people that were uh, opposed to being in an alliance. Oh, that's right. Were Gretchen and Sean. Um, so I, just by this, virtue of the fact that she was immovable, you knew she was yeah, immovable. Yeah, they got rid of her. Yeah, I mean, and that makes sense that to makes me. Sense. I don't know why they chose her necessarily over Sean. Well, because if that's your criterion, is that you are going to vote off first the people who you know will not be in an alliance. Like she's not going to play. She wasn't here to play the game in a sense, in the a strategic way. The least likely person is she was from the other tribe. Sean was technically on their tribe going right. into it. So oh, that's you're why. right. Yeah. But oh, that, makes that makes so much sense, sense because um, from what they had heard when uh, the ambassadors were coming to each camp, they're like, mm-hmm. what rumors have you heard about us? And they were, and then Richard explained, he's like, yeah, I've heard that Gretchen uh, is one of the people that is not interested in being in an alliance at all. And I think that, that is smart sense. at the end of the day because you do want to keep the people that are more um, malleable. Yeah. At the end of the day, especially if you're looking, because as they said before, a four strong alliance is great, especially when everybody else is dispersed and like out of their minds and bullshit. Like they don't know what they're doing, but you want to have at least five strong, at least five strong yeah. to take the game. Yeah. So why would you keep somebody that is morally opposed to being in an alliance? Which makes sense to me. <sighs> Thanks for listening uh, to another episode of Back to Reality. If you would like to contact us, you can contact us via Twitter, uh, which is at this is B2RB2, the numerical 2R. Uh, you can also email us at this is B2R at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything that you would like us to potentially share on the show. Maybe we might do it. Maybe. You don't know. Maybe. We also have a Patreon page, uh, this is B2R, where you can donate. We are looking for new equipment. We are looking for help with uh, payments for our sort of setting up Domain costs. names, all yeah, that, all yeah. that, all that all, stuff. It's, it's expensive, guys. 
It costs, super, it costs money. It costs money. Um, if you can donate, whatever you can donate. We only is, have one reward right now, and it's super simple. If you donate $1 a month, you get to listen to our unaired version oh God, of our no. first pilot episode <gasps> where we thought we were going to do the amazing race. There are so two episodes to to that, of this. I also must say, <laughs> if you love these uh, uh, royalty-free, uh, fair-use acapella covers of the Survivor theme, just wait till you hear the fair-use covers of the amazing race that... It's super good. Yeah, it's Jordan's hilarious. very talented. We also have a lot of cool um, ideas coming for rewards on Patreon. Keep a lookout for that. Possibly some mini-sodes about mm-hmm. the contestants of Survivor that are quite um, intriguing, I would say. Yeah, the scandal. We want to get oh, into the scandal. There's so much scandal. Stuff you can't talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you're interested in that, please just visit our Patreon page. We really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, appreciate all the support that's come out since we have launched and had our first episode and second posted. Um, so thank you. And yep, that's all I got. Next week on Back to Reality. <laughs> So next up, we have Survivor Season 1, Episode 8, Thy Name is Duplicity. Wow. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Jenna seems like she's really hurting because she misses her daughters. Yes. And she, lots of shots of her crying, so we'll see. And I think that was something that was alluded to this episode as well. It's like, if she doesn't want to be here, then she shouldn't be here type thing. So Greg cuts Colleen loose. They had this, <laughs> the way that they worded this, they're like, he cuts his kitten loose, or yeah. his clay kitten, or something. It's so cr- gross. It's really gross. He's like, you know, sometimes no hard feelings. You just gotta snap the kitten's neck, and it's not a personal thing. Uh.